guys, and welcome back to A Day With D podcast. I'm your host, Danielle, and I wanted to start off today's episode by apologizing for the unexpected break in episodes. I had been pretty good about posting every other week, and I just randomly didn't post two weeks ago. So I'm sorry for that and not letting you guys know um, why that was happening There have been a lot of life changes recently that I will be discussing in today's episode and some of the upcoming ones that will hopefully explain to you guys kind of why I just disappeared for a little bit. While I was away, Father's Day happened, so happy Father's Day to um, all of you dads out there, and thank you for all that you guys do. My dad is very special to me, and I have a lot of people in my life who are dads who are special to me as well, like my brother-in-laws. And yeah, you guys are amazing. You're rock stars. And that kind of ties into today's episode, which is all about toxic masculinity. Luckily, I feel like this isn't something that the dads or men in my life um, experience or kind of preach about, you know, being a man and um, this whole idea behind it. And we'll kind of dive into what that means in a little bit. But first, let's start off with a life update. Since it's been quite a while, a lot has happened. And um, a little while back around Memorial Day, I went to Georgia with my really good friends. We went to Blue Ridge, which I had never been to. Um, kind of a small town in North Georgia. It was very beautiful. Um, not too much hiking areas, at least that we were able to find compared to Gatlinburg or areas that I've been in Asheville. Um, but it was really beautiful nonetheless. And we had a really good time just kind of hanging out in our cabin. Um, I saw two scorpions there, which... I was not expecting because I know they're in Florida, knock on wood. I've never seen one here. Um, But I don't think I realized that they were in Georgia because I've been there a couple of times and luckily never ran into them until this trip where I saw two of them. And one was actually in the kitchen of the cabin that we were staying in. Um, But I don't think the ones, at least in that part of the States, are poisonous and we were able to get rid of them. So um, that was good. And we did some hiking. We hung out um, at the cabin a lot that we were in. Uh, It was really nice. We did get trapped there the first little bit of our trip because we did not read the fine print at the bottom of the Airbnb rental stating you should definitely have a four-wheel drive car if you're coming to this location. I feel like, and I may be wrong, I feel like that should be probably at the top of the description if it's really that necessary, which it was. Uh, We took a Honda CRV, which is not four-wheel drive, but it should do pretty well um, in the mountains better than my Honda Civic. And, uh, the cabin felt like it was on the side of the mountain. It was a very steep drive. 
gravel, not pavement. And our tires were spinning out and we were um, sliding down the side of this hill or mountain towards all of these trees and it was pretty terrifying. So the night that we got in, it had been raining, so it was even worse with the gravel drive and all the slipping. So we decided to hang out, eat the snacks and food that we brought, and just get a good night's sleep before we tried to trek out of the the cabin in that area we were staying in to go get some groceries and prepare for the weekend. But all in all, it was a really good trip. And then I came back to Florida and the next weekend, my sister, my oldest sister, Jess, was in town with her family and I hadn't seen them in a really long time. So I went to Sarasota and visited them and then they met me later in the week for dinner halfway at this really cool place. I think it was called Circles. It's in Riverview, Florida for anyone who lives down here. Definitely recommend. It was pretty good food. The view is beautiful. You're kind of located in a marina right on the water when you're eating there. And it was a nice little halfway spot for us to meet before she headed back up to Ohio. And lastly, just because I feel like this has been a lot of life updates all at once, and there's plenty more to come. I was accepted into a master's program. I will be starting this fall and getting my master's in public health. I have been wanting to do that for a while. Um, ever since I graduated uh, my undergrad, I got my degree in public health, and I remember sitting in the Sundome, which was our arena at USF, thinking I want to be back here and I want to be doing it for my master's. So it's a big um, achievement for me. I'm really excited and maybe we'll even be doing some episodes on some interesting things I'm learning and talking to you guys kind of about things related to that. But with that, let's dive right into today's episode. All right, so why do men still feel the need to hide their emotions or appear tough or aggressive or, quote, masculine? I think about this a lot um, when I see it out and about, and I'm a little bit confused because our world feels like it's changing so much, and it has changed so much in a lot of different ways, but this one still feels pretty ingrained in our society. Um, we're not in the 1800s anymore. We have all evolved quite a bit um, from terms like being macho or a red-blooded man, and this is what I think a lot of men used to aspire to be. They wanted to be this macho guy, tough, big, strong. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I want to start off with that. I'm not saying that's bad if that's what you want, but not every guy aspires to be those terms and that's okay too. Um, so I kind of think of toxic masculinity as most people call it now, but traditional masculinity as men feeling the need to suppress their emotions, appear to have this, just appear hard. They like have this hard exterior, this shell about them. 
um, sometimes acting violent, which I think they believe makes them appear to be very tough um, and doesn't always come off that way. Um, But I think all of these things kind of teach men or young boys that it's um, they shouldn't be open, openly expressing their emotions and that, you know, if they do express their emotions or they, you know, cry or don't appear tough, um, they are being feminine or they're being weak, which is not true. Um, there are plenty of women I know that also have these traits and they're women, you know, they're feminine as well. And, I don't think that we should keep going on in our society saying that these traits are masculine. Um, We're past the the phase of men needing to be the breadwinners and being the providers where women are being the caretakers all the time and staying home. Um, And listen, if this is the route that you go in life where the man in the relationship is the breadwinner, and the woman is staying home and taking care of the children and being a homemaker, which is uh, an amazing job in of itself. It's extremely rewarding and impressive to me because I used to be a nanny and I don't know how people did that 24-7. But if that's your route, I'm not diminishing that in the least. I'm just saying that it's not the only way, which when we look back into our history, that kind of was the only way. You know, women stayed home. They didn't go to school. They didn't have jobs. They were expected to be homemakers, even if that wasn't what they wanted for their lives. So um, I just think it's funny that in our day and age, we talk all about feminism and equality for women and we're so focused on that that we don't always take a step back to realize what that means for men or maybe there's some inequality for men as well. I definitely think feminism and equality for women has its place and there are definitely ways that and things that need to be improved. Um, But there are some for men as well and that's why I'm making this episode today. We see videos and talks and you know in school or workplaces or wherever about it being okay for men to cry or show their emotions and yet I feel like there's still a very big stigma with that and um, a lot of guys that I know that do not feel okay when they cry or express emotions um I think they struggle with it a little bit. And even though we see these, like I said, videos or TikToks or memes or posts on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and whatever it might be, any sort of social media, that it is okay to cry. Um, A lot of men still struggle and don't feel like they can express themselves. Um, Personally, when I cry or I have my emotions, I am someone who kind of shows them on 
I wear them on my sleeve. I let them go and I feel a big release from whatever was building up the emotion, anger, resentment, sadness. I just kind of let it go. Not to say that I'll be in the middle of the grocery store or something and just start crying, but sometimes when I'm home or even with people that I'm close to and I feel comfortable with, I will cry or yell or let out my emotions. And I think that is completely normal. And I usually feel a lot better. Um, And I think most people do afterwards. Obviously, if you let things build up too long, it may not be a good thing. And you might have a big explosion. And if you have it around certain people, it might cause a fight. But that's why it's important to make sure that you're not bottling these things up and you're letting yourself and allowing yourself to feel these emotions, whether you're a man or a woman. Um, it personally, I, I feel closer to people who allow themselves to feel these things with me or discuss their emotions with me, talk to me about things, cry with me if they need to because... I know that they trust me. They feel comfortable in my presence. They're more relatable rather than having this hard exterior where it seems like they never cry. Nothing ever affects them. They just power through everything. And it kind of, when people do that, makes you feel like you don't have um, the right to have these certain emotions. You're like, wow. If you know they power through everything, and you may know certain things they've gone through, and it doesn't seem like it's affecting them, and you're like, Well, I haven't gone through something like that, and I get upset over these little things. Um, so it starts to get in people's head. Not to say that you should cry to make other people feel okay to cry, but um, don't let people's hard exterior belittle your own feelings as well. Um, and now, before I get people saying, that I'm being toxic. I'm not saying that men or women need to cry for people to feel close to them. I think, like I said before, it just makes others feel that they feel comfortable with them. It's kind of a new level of closeness when something like that happens where they feel they can express things, not even just crying, but anger, happiness, sadness, whatever the emotion may be, when you get to a certain level of feeling those emotions and you feel that you can share them with someone, it really opens up a new stage of your relationship with that person. Yeah, I think it honestly is even a little bit of a weak mindset to think that you can't show your emotions or that it's dumb to show your emotions. And I'm tired of people saying that other people are too sensitive and they take things too too much to heart. And I've heard that even in my own life. And I really don't think that I am more emotional, emotional than other people. But I have heard that people think I'm more sensitive to certain things and made me almost feel bad for that. When in reality, I think when there are moments that I can feel the right to express what I'm feeling with people or even to myself. That's the healthiest mindset that I've been in. That's the healthiest that I've felt mentally. 
And that's the whole purpose of going to therapy, which is when most people do feel better and are the healthiest version of themselves is because they can't express those things. So rather than it being weak that you're showing these emotions or that you're crying or um, I think it's honestly the opposite, that it's weak when you feel that you can't and you're locking that up and hiding it and keeping it to yourself. Um, And it's okay to release your emotions. And like I said, it probably will make you feel your feel better to express your emotions. If you bottle it up, eventually that will break. And I know that there have been moments where I've bottled things up and I haven't let myself fully experience what I'm feeling about certain situations and started gravitating on a path that I don't want to be on because I'm ignoring certain feelings. And when you let yourself feel your emotions freely, you have a clear head to make your decisions and go on the right path, even if it's hard, which expressing emotions can be hard um, for anyone. So yeah, I mean, a lot of this has been kind of focused on men and women. And the, the title of this was toxic masculinity, because I do think there is more of a stigma with men um, expressing their emotions. I think that an overemphasis on the traits we talked about before, like suppressing their emotions, appearing hard, or even acting violent, which might be appearing tough or they think it appears as tough, it could lead to really unhealthy behaviors like, you know, having control issues, isolating themselves because they don't want to show emotions to people, having lower empathy for others because they think it's stupid that people are expressing their emotions. Um, Even being a little bit sexist possibly because they think that women are too emotional, um, having aggression issues, being hyper-competitive. There are plenty of things that these traits could lead to that are really unhealthy, which eventually could lead to even more severe issues in life like discipline or challenges in your academics and substance abuse or depression. If you feel isolated and you're kind of roping yourself off from everyone in the world, that could lead to some pretty serious things like depression or anxiety and um, a lot of mental health issues, which could therefore lead to other ones. Um, So I think the biggest thing is to just stop saying that people need to man up or stop being so sensitive, whether it's a guy or a girl, or even just stop making excuses, saying things like, oh, boys will be boys, because that just kind of lets them think, okay, it's okay to be careless and have this behavior rather than kind of having them be responsible for their actions, saying things like boys will be boys just lets them think that it's okay and that's just who they are. They're boys, so they act this way when not all boys are the same, not all girls are the same. We all are completely different people, and if you do certain things, um, everyone has a responsibility to uh, live up to their actions. You know, this comes from a long way back 
this is not something that everyone will agree with. I think it's probably pretty controversial. Um, like I said, our world is constantly changing. You know, women are identifying as men. Men are identifying as women, non-binary, um, everything. And so I, I think we're in a phase where it's pretty crazy that, you know, people are identifying as whatever they feel they should, yet we still have these rules, and I'm putting quotations around that, for men or women to act a certain way. Um, and it, it will take time to change. Everything does. This originated a long time ago, I think, from the Homo sapien era where men were the hunters and the fighters and women were the gatherers, which continued into um, there being these really dominant male rulers conquering each other for their countries and stuff. And now with how much we've evolved, that's really incompatible with our society. Um, and that's why everything I've talked about is now labeled as toxic. I think that's become a little bit of an overused term, um, but that's why it's called toxic masculinity or, like I said earlier, it's also just traditional masculinity. <laughs> um, but it's no longer valued, those things, being um, aggressive or hard or... Um, suppressing your emotions it's not valued because of the society we're in and yet people are still believe that this is the way that people should act and we just need to eliminate these rules for certain genders because not only does it not make sense and it limits people but everyone has their own definition you know everyone has their own definition of masculinity or feminism everyone has their own beliefs and we kind of are boxing people into these. Even if a woman was to identify as a male, she would probably think she needs to suppress her emotions or appear to be tough, and that's not how it is. Um, and so I think what each of us could do is just being open to our friends and family and just not being judgmental when they do experience emotions or show their true self because it's who they are, whether they're a man or a woman, and we can just listen to what they're saying without judgment and um, let them show them true selves. And over time, if we all do this for one another and we start to feel like we can do that on our own, Hopefully we can all just be a little bit more accepting um, and just question like when people share these exaggerated traits that they think people should have, question why they feel that way and if they really think that's how things should be. Um, like I said, I'm not trying to make this very controversial. Um, everyone obviously has their own opinions. I don't think that going out and um, having confrontations about with others about how they are with this topic or what they think is the right answer. I think we just need to all be more accepting 
And that's the best way to go about things because in the end, people are going to think what they want to think in regards to everything and this topic specifically. But thank you all for listening. I know this was a little bit of a different episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review. It is very, very helpful. And I will talk to you soon.